Blog Talk Radio. Back to back Super Bowls. I'm actually really surprised to see that 
he has not been picked up just yet. That that one right there is more of a mystery. But you know I'm definitely going to stay locked in, um, finding out soon, hopefully, that he do get picked up from someone um, really soon so that he can get back on an excellent um, NFL career that he has established, you know, several years ago. You know, so with all that stuff, all that good stuff being said, we're going to get right into what happened in week two of the NFL in regards to the players who came through the NFL regional combine platform. And one of the things that, that definitely stood out, that stands out about what happened in um, week two of the NFL, that when we look at defense, and we'll, we'll talk about the Kenny Moores of the world um, shortly, but definitely want to focus on a Houston Texans linebacker, um, Kumar Crusade Hill. Now, Kumar Crusade Hill, he has been that guy that has been, I would say, I wouldn't say bouncing around, but been waiting patiently for the opportunity to really bring in um, the big bucks. He hasn't done it just yet, but we know that it is coming. Uh, but from him to go through the process in 2017, sticking with the process, and then at the same time being able to to sign a deal uh, with the Eagles, win the Super Bowl, go to Miami last year, and then find himself with the Houston Texans, and to see that how he's starting to even inflict more signs of being a leader in the NFL. And that was something that I would say that the Texans had recognized since, you know, him signing onto that team um, this year. Right now, currently on the team, which is which is really a big which is really a big deal. He's actually second in tackles, in well, I mean, as a um, as a Houston Texan. So that's a good good thing on his part. And when we continue to watch him develop, we're starting to see that he's starting to get more players, his teammates, more acclimated with what he is doing in the league. Um, last week, what he was able to turn up was that he was able to have seven tackles against the Cleveland Browns, and he also had a sack in that game. And also out of his tackles, three of them were, were tackles for loss. So he was all over the field in that game, really showing that he can have be a presence in this league and being mentioned as one of the better defenders, overcoming defenders in the NFL which is something to commend him about. And I think this is something that he's going to continue to do throughout the rest of the season. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him continue to grow with this Houston Texans team. Uh, another player now, Brandon Zilstra. Brandon Zilstra, who's a wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Now, Brandon came through the process um, in 2017 as well. But when he came through the process, he wound up going straight to the Canadian League, went to the Canadian League, actually was an all-star in the Canadian League in um, 2018. And then after, you know, his um, good time that he spent with the Canadian League, he finally got the opportunity to play in the NFL. And he signed with his hometown, his hometown team, with the Minnesota Vikings. Signed with the Minnesota Vikings, was on that practice squad, did get activated towards the end of the regular season, of that year, but he didn't see the field. But he wound up the following year in 2019 going with the Carolina Panthers. 
there that's where he started, you know, to really develop. And then he wound up becoming, you know, a solid special teams player. Uh, one of the things that was really interesting in the interview with Brandon, how he looked at Adam Thielen, a fellow regional combine um, participant, they used the process to get to the NFL. And now Adam Thielen, as we all know, is a two-time all-pro wide receiver. So Brandon was actually on the same team with his idol in Minnesota, learning from Adam, um, being his understudy there for the year that he was there. He was able to take that strong work ethic, something he always had, but added the tidbits that Adam Thielen would give um, the gifts to him with the Carolina Panthers, and he's been rock solid since he got there. Last year against the Washington football team in week 17, he did have a touchdown. It was a block punt, and he wound up recovering the ball in the end zone. So that was you technically his first first NFL touchdown. However, still, it's nothing like for a wide receiver to score their first touchdown during being the position, playing the position that they had always played, and that's being a wide receiver. Last week, week two of the NFL, Brandon Ziltra, Family, family, got his first NFL um, touchdown reception. And, yes, he was all over the place, really excited, you know, to, to finally score, playing against the um, New Orleans Saints. And he actually got the game started off rolling for him. In the, four, in the first quarter, with 12 minutes and five seconds left left in the first quarter, uh, quarterback Sam Donaldson received the ball under center, rolled out and played action towards his right. And on the run, he saw Zilstra getting behind the secondary, and that's when you saw, you know, um, that's when you saw Sam Donaldson zip the ball right to him for a 20-yard touchdown, walk-in pretty much touchdown, right before the defense, the secondary could react, before they got a chance to react, and that's when you know you saw Brandon Zilstra running into the end, I mean, pretty much walking into the end zone. So that was really, really, really good to see him get on the, um, get on the board. And his teammates, even his, um, his um, quarterback, recognizes um, Brandon's work ethic and something that came from um, Sam Donaldson when, quote, Zilstra did amazing. The way he came out and he just made the big plays, he was there. He was in the right spot every time he did a great job, end quote. So that's from Sam Donaldson, talking about his young up-and-coming wide receiver that we're looking forward to seeing, hopefully, hopefully, that he will be able to contribute on a higher, higher level. Now, when we're talking about contributing on a higher level, we all know about Adam Thielen. Yes, we know the Minnesota Vikings had a had a, a, a real, real, real <laughs> rough loss last week going against, the, uh, Carolina, uh, going against the Arizona Cardinals, a game that they pretty much had control but could not stop the Cardinals' aerial attack. And that's a, a great showing of comeback and heart you know, to lose the game on a field goal, that, that, that's always a tough pill for a team to swallow. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars. Tomorrow, today, I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Sports.com. Now, in that game, Adam Dillon still was doing what Adam does, catch passes, get into the end zone. That's something that he always, always have done and something he will always continue. He had six catches for 39 yards in his matchup off of seven targets. You know, unfortunately, he didn't get a chance to get close to 100 yards to Stephen or a little over because I will credit 
the defense of the Cardinals, the way how they had him double teamed during the course of this game, especially late in the game. Sean showed how the Cardinals had focused on him so much, allow the allow the Vikings to be able to use the other pieces on their team. Um, Deppeson was used heavily because Anno was being double teamed, but it helped put the team back in the situation to get into field goal position, uh, position. but unfortunately it didn't come through. You know, so that's one of those things that happened, but in celebration to what Adam Dillon did in week two, he definitely gets a shout-out for his performance um, for the week. Last week we talked about Kenny Moore, the second cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. How could he help slow down, slow down this Rams offense, knowing that the Rams was coming into their building, they had to find some ways to be able to slow down this high-powered offense and knowing that the Colts have the type of weapons there to do so, so for sure that they would give them a, a good run. And they did, and they did. And Kenny Moore did what he was able to do in this game. He actually had a team high of eight tackles in this game. Kenny Moore definitely showed up and did his thing, on, uh, did his thing out there on the field, um, did a lot of things that will not show up on the stats as far as with him helping to create blanket uh, coverage in the secondary you know, giving um, Matthew Stafford different looks. Sometimes Matthew Stafford try to get him to bite to be at certain to be at a certain uh, spot on the on the back end. Tried to hold him, but a lot of times Kenny Moore didn't fall for it, and he was be able he was still able to make plays, good timely plays while he was there. So that was a good performance and outing of Kenny Moore the second coming close to stopping and slowing down this round offense. Uh, when we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, another first for a particular player, Jameer Jones, who's a linebacker, had his first, first NFL tackle, which came against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, we know that this young man is going to have many, many more, but that was something that he was able to do in his first outing in the NFL. And in the Giants and Washington game, Ty Crowler, who is a safety, and who is a linebacker for the Giants, and Cole Holcomb, who's a linebacker for Washington, both of these guys had three touchdowns, I mean three tackles. So we see that these guys are doing a great job in week two of the NFL. We're going to take a quick pause, come back, talk about what else, who else had a good showing in week two of the NFL, and then we're going to talk about some things to get ready for in week three. You're listening to Lock It Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network now. Okay, folks, we all know on Friday, Friday is the big day. And we know here on the Bachelor News Network .time, uh, Pro that we feature the artists of the day. And today at 5 o'clock to 5.30, I'll feature the artists that you can hear and listen to on the Bachelor News um, Network Pro is Cameo. Yes, the one and only Cameo. Listen, I know that it is not DeMond Wilson. Everybody knows DeMond Wilson. I didn't say his name wrong. I hope I didn't. But better yet, Lamont Sanford. The very first time I saw Cameo, the first time I heard the first song I heard was Strange. And I swore up and down, telling my cousin, that is Lamar Sanford. I don't care what nobody say, I still believe that it's Lamar Sanford. I know it's not him, but I still believe that it's Lamar Sanford. He is the lead singer for Cameo. Check out what we're going to play today as our featured artist, Cameo, one of the greatest um, groups of all time. He's definitely a huge fan of these guys. You guys are going to definitely enjoy Get ready to rock. From 5 to 5.30. Uh, 
to listen to Cameo, if you're a Cameo fan that's out there. I'm definitely one of them. Definitely will be tuning in to listen to Lamont Sanford. I don't care what nobody say. He is the lead singer of the Cameo. And then make sure you guys whispering softly on Friday, on my Sundays from 8 to midnight. If you love those love songs, if that's the time you want to listen to with your baby, make sure you tune in and lock in with the best of news. Uh, radio network pro and then that found this show. Make sure you guys stay locked in and y'all ain't not. She's doing a fantastic job. This is where Lydia is killing it. A dose of Dom show. Make sure you guys stay locked in at nine thirty. Following Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Now, speaking of which, welcome back to Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. And I'm your host Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. Now. When we had took that quick break, talked about what was going on with the players on the NFL Week to come about, what they did in week two, and we're going to get right back into that, what the players from the NFL Week to come about did in week two of the NFL. So now, taking it from the top, let's get this music back rocking and rolling, and we're going to get to this young man who I talked about all last year. Not a surprise, I believe that this year will be the year where Robert Tunyon is finally, finally going to be minted among with the solid tight ends in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying that after um, a breakout season in 2020 that he'll be able to be mentioned amongst the Grunk, um, the Rob Gronkowski's, the Travis Kelsey's of the world, the George Kittle's of the world, the Darren Wallers of the world. You know, but he definitely is starting to show that he can be, you know, one. You know, started becoming that that second tier of tight ends like how Williams is with the Baltimore Ravens, starting to be get into that realm where shortly after, hopefully another year or two, he can be able to be mentioned with the Kittles, with the Kelseys, with the Gronkowskis, with the Wallers of the world. He is definitely pace of doing it. Last year, he had caught 11 touchdowns, one included in the postseason 11 touchdowns. This year, not missing a beat. We know about the Packers, how they struggled against the Saints in week one. So we're going to scratch that game. We're going to pretend that game didn't exist. We know the players have been, I'm going to play 17 games this year. But we're going to act as if the Packers only playing 16 games, and we're not going to worry about that last game, and we're just going to focus on what they did in week two against the Detroit Lions in Monday Night Football, where Robert Tunyon showed out with his three catches, going three for three, and still crossing that goal line, which is something that he always does. He always finds a way to get across that goal line. In the third quarter, 10 minutes and 30 seconds left on the clock. The Packers are facing um, third and six from the Lions. Um, from, um, from the Lions end. That's when we saw um, Aaron Rodgers see the ball from shotgun formation, and that's when you know he rocked the ball to Tanya between two defenders for a 20-yard touchdown. I tell you, it was – it was the, the the ball came out so fast, didn't realize that Aaron Rodgers had released the ball. It was as if Aaron Rodgers and Robert Tanya was the only two that knew the ball was in the air because by the time the defenders was ready, ready to react, they was on Robert Tanya's back as he was carrying them into the end zone. That's how fast that, um, that pass was and how those two players were in sync with each other with each other on that play. So Robert Tunyon starting the season off uh, with a touchdown, looking forward to seeing what he's going to do in week three. And we will talk about him in week three in our week three uh, review. Now, 
another young man we talked about heavy uh, last year. Probably talk a little bit more about them this year, knowing that the Buffalo Bills defense is, you know, taking the next step to become that, that other piece of that team where they can become a legitimate Super Bowl contender once again, like they were in the 90s. Justin Zimmer, defensive tackle for the Bills, he had a tap, he had two tackles in that game. One of them was a sack. A sack that he brought down, he brought down Jacoby Brissett um, in the midway of the fourth quarter, and as he brought him down, he kind of gave him a stare. He stared him down. Stared him down. I right, looked over top of him. Right, there you go, young fella. Yeah, go ahead, 61. Allow anybody to know who you are, yeah, because you're coming. Taking a lot of double teams in that game, I watched that game really close with all of the games and know that he had a nice, strong burst coming up the line, really being really, really forceful against um, the offensive line and to see that he was getting penetration when times when the Bills needed. So that was fantastic um, outing that Justin Zimmer had displayed in week two of the National Football League. And then Nick Westbrook, wide receiver for the from the um, Tennessee Titans. Two weeks in a row, he was able to haul off with one pass, one target each game. Each game so far, he caught a pass. Uh, week two, he had caught a pass of six yards. He started to get acclimated a little bit with this offense, so we, hopefully we get to see him really turn it up a little bit um, more. This, um, this season, his first real season last year, he was on the practice squad, but this is his first season actually being a player. So we're looking forward to seeing how he will progress during the course of the season. Now, that was week two review. Now we're going to get into week three preview. What should we expect in week three of the National Football League? Well, let me give you a hint. When we talked about when we started this show this morning, we talked about how the defense has been carrying um, this yeah, have been carrying pretty much the platform, especially in the early years of the conception of NFL regional combine. So that's something that we recognize and we all know. But the part that makes it even more interesting is that during the course, we started to see more of the offensive players starting to take the next step. So that's something that we definitely, definitely proud of, you know, happy to see. Now the question is, who will be the next? offensive players to really shine out. Now, we talked about Robert Tunyon. We're going to get to him shortly. But what? who will be the receivers? Who will be those pass catchers to watch out for going into week three of the NFL? Now, when we talk about wide receivers, as you know, like a rundown, we know about Adam Simmons. We know what he'll bring to the table. We know that he's going to have another big game um, this weekend. So we're definitely going to look forward to seeing what he's going to do. Well, when we're talking about Nick Westbrook, will he be ready to get on that field as they go against the Indianapolis Colts? Will he and Kenny Moore a chance to go head-to-head against each other? Will these two get a chance to duel against each other in this matchup? It's going to be really, really interesting seeing how this whole game is going to play out. It's always interesting seeing, um, I would say, pioneer players from the RC literally go up against each other, across each other. Looking forward to seeing if Nick Westbrook and Kenny Moore, the second, will they go head-to-head in this matchup. Will Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver, Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas, um, who's been with the Los Angeles Rams for many years, came to the Bengals last year, 
signed on to another one-year deal this year. Will this be a game where Thomas could take advantage of the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary? Very, very interesting to watch how he can probably be used in this game. Tyrod Johnson, who was a wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers last year, um, he did not make their 53-man roster, but the Jacksonville Jaguars did not hesitate in picking this young man up when he was on the street, and he was pre- pretty much on the street for one day. We all know that Tyrod Johnson is a major, major deep ball threat. That's something that he prides himself on catching the deep ball, plus he had the speed to get away, and this is something that the Jacksonville Jaguars felt as though that they, they just could not just leave out on the street. Uh, they had one in Keelan Cole, who also came to the platform, who actually signed with the New York Jets this offseason on a one-year deal. So now they have another RC um, pioneer on that squad. And let's see what Tyrod Johnson is going to do. They're going to go up against a, a serious team in the Cardinals. Next thing, the other question is, will he be able to go deep against this solid defense that the Cardinals have? Will he be will he be able to take the top off against the Abuda Bakers of the world? You know, they are really deep back there. Even Chris Banjo, another player that came from the NFL recently on my platform, he may be out there to cover the deep ball as well. Let's see will Tyrod Johnson beat the secondary of the Arizona Cardinals in this matchup. And speaking of which, Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole, ever since he signed with the Jets, even through preseason, it seems as though that he still have not gotten his rhythm. Will this be the week where he'll get his rhythm back? Will he get acclimated with the Jets and show that the Jets is not as horrible as everyone talks about, that they have some talent there they just need to be tapped into? So will this be the week where Keelan Cole will get into a rhythm? Now, back to Robert Tunney. Robert Tunyon is not afraid of the big game, the big stage. He, matter of fact, he loved the bright lights of the NFL. He loved those big Monday night games, and he loved the big Sunday night games. And this Sunday, he will have his opportunity in prime time again, like he did in week two, to cross the goal line against a solid opponent, this time up against the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, this is going to be a great Sunday night matchup. Looking forward to seeing what Robert Tunyon is going to do in this game. Will he, again, get across that goal line? I believe that he will. Uh, the, you know, the 49ers' defense is okay, but the Packers, for the most part, is a very physical offense, and I'm looking forward to seeing Tunyon, you know, doing his job, taking his shots, getting open, taking advantage of their zone defense coverage, Knowing that Robert Tunyon is for his size, loves to play underneath, I'm quite sure Aaron Rodgers is going to catch him several times in this matchup underneath, and then he'll eventually break out for a touchdown. Now, we know that Devontae Adams is the main guy on the team, and the 49ers are going to focus heavy on him and also try to double-team Adams. But the 49ers better beware of what Robert Tunyon can do. Robert Tunyon, he can command two uh, double teams as well. But the 49ers are not. This is why I believe that Robert Tunyon is going to have himself a good, good, good game in this matchup against the 49ers. 
so far dating back to last year. Every primetime game the Packers had played, Robert Tunyon scored. That's amazing. That is awesome. So in most, most cases, first-time players, young players in the lights, the big lights and bright stages in the NFL games, a lot of times they normally would shy away. But not this young man. This young man goes in uh, with his head down, ears peeled back, and Robert is ready to go. Let's see what he'll do against the 49ers this Sunday on a Sunday night matchup between these two great, great franchises. Now, folks, that's more of a wrap of today's show. Thank you for tuning in to Lock and Talk. We're here about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Sports.com. And you guys can follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report. On Instagram, LockReport100, all smart cats. On Facebook, LockReport.com. And also check out Lock and Talk Podcast on Facebook. And then we'll go straight to YouTube. Subscribe today, Lock and Talk Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you guys register and you subscribe and you stay on key on what's going to be talked about around the NFL that you will not hear anywhere else. And also follow me and listen to Bachelor News Radio Network. Airtime.pro with the scheduled listings of this show being played. Y'all stay locked in to Yanni Knott. She's on her way. She's ready to come and give a dose of her great knowledge. So make sure, folks, you stay locked in. This is Yanni Knott, and make sure you guys tune in next week to Lock and Talk Podcast. Everyone stay blessed. Talk to you guys.
see also Twitter and uh, TikTok. I have videos on TikTok as well. So, and they're all kind of funny. So don't come at me if you see something that's not necessarily dose of the dime where I'm at because I'm actually a pretty chill person. So listen, this week we have had a full moon on Monday. We have had the fall equinox, uh, which was Wednesday. Um, And so everything is brand new. Everything is kind of shifting, moving. Um, And what the equinox is, for those of you who are unaware, is when it's equal parts of day and equal parts of night. So this is actually um, a, it's a vibe. Like this is the time where you stop, you shift, you adjust your goals, you take an account for uh, what has happened in the past, and you kind of set new goals, tweak your goals, try to make sure that your goals are on point. So this is a good time to sit and reestablish because we're entering into the last quarter of the year, guys. This is the last 90 days of the year. So how are you going to go out with it, right? How are you going to make this year um, how are you going to accomplish all of those little bitty last-minute goals that you can in this section of the year? Because this section of the year, i got to tell you, um, a lot can be accomplished. And if you're new to me, um, understand I'm one of those people, if you do a little bit of work every day, it's better than standing still. So people are like, well, I can't do much. Well, do what you can. If, even if you're Googling information to start your business or you're Googling information on weight loss. You're five, you know, five steps ahead of where you were before you did that. So I'm saying that to say any little bit of step, any little bit of information that you, you put out there into the universe, any bit of action that you put out into the universe is a step towards your goals. So do understand that it is a step towards your goals. So take this. You'll have a little bit of full moon energy left to keep that going. So if you've been, if people have been emotional around you, the full moon is in Pisces, and that's why. Um, I'm into astrology. Hmm. And so <laughs> this is kind of why I know a little bit about this. So definitely want to take advantage of this powerful moment in these next couple of days. Relook at your goals. Reestablish what it is that you want to do. Make a plan for this, not, this last 90 days, okay? Now, <laughs> the one thing that um, – you want to be aware of also, which a lot of people don't know about, is that Mercury is in retrograde. Now, I could do a whole show on the <laughs> um, <clears throat> the catastrophes that happened during Mercury retrograde, but we, we had like a hellacious year last year, and Mercury continued to stay in retrograde. So what Mercury in retrograde is, it appears as if it's going backwards, but it's not. But when this happens, crazy things tend to happen with people. Communication is off. Um Things that we put out, like information gets misconstrued. Like you could say, yeah, I don't like that, and they will take that wholeheartedly go wrong way and, and end up it being a whole mess. Um, technology, like my Facebook Live just came on maybe two minutes ago. Um, technology gets choppy. It gets crazy. So definitely these are things that you want to kind of uh, be gentle on yourself. Be clear with your conversations. Try not to enter into any contracts within this next couple of uh, weeks. The Mercury and retrograde will end uh, October 17th. So that's my little bitty astrology bit. I just wanted to make sure that people that follow me knew what was going on in the event that some crazy stuff was happening to you, okay? 
understand that, mm, yeah, it just might be just, just blame this one on Mercury and retrograde or communicate better. Make sure you're, again, if you want to communicate better, make sure your sentences are brief, short, and to the point. Not make elaborate stories because I'm telling you, it can be misconstrued and go all over the place. I'm telling you. Okay. So people are feeling it. There are a lot of my friends that are going through some garbage right now. Breakups are happening. I mean, even with my clients, they're feeling it. So this has been a powerful time of the year and not that necessarily um, there's anything that you can do to shift this. You just have to ride it out. Kind of is what it is, okay? So, again, you can reach me on all my forms of social media. That is an awesome thing. I wish you would reach out to me. I'm having some people that uh, re- wrote, reached out to me for the last show, so we'll have to talk a little bit about that. Hmm. Okay. And people are following me right now on uh, Facebook Live on the Dose of the Dime, uh, which is a uh, Dose of the Dime radio show, which is a Facebook group. So I wish you guys would come in. It's a public group. You're welcome to come in, sit down. Give your opinions on some stuff. We talk about relationships and we talk about, you know, the different things, the differences between men and, men and women. Um, I also have my, my lovely days that are in there, and I love them too, and they share what it is that they feel. And sometimes it's spicy. We keep it going. Listen, it's a fun time. All right. So I'm glad that you guys are tuning in to me. You don't have to tune in. You know, you could have done anything this Friday morning, but you're here with me, and I love that, okay? And that's cool. So listen. I have my my computer person is so much better than yours. So I don't know if you can see, but I'm wearing my shirt. Now, this is the prototype. The new one does not have the blue background, so that's the beard. Anyway, um, (laughs) find my merch on www.thedjdime.com. I also, my counseling counseling services and my um, life coaching business, on there. I also have blogs that I talk about different things. Um, I have not updated it in a while, um, but I get on it. And I've had podcasts because we talk about music a lot and how music influences what it is that we go through um, and how we can sabotage ourselves by using different songs. Different songs carry different energy, and you want to be very careful. And we may do a show on that so I can kind of share with you what it is that I'm talking about, okay? You can absolutely sabotage yourself, sabotage your goals, just by listening to the wrong song on repeat and you thinking you're doing something good because, you know, you love it and you were absolutely setting yourself up for failure. And, yeah, that happens. All right, so listen, last week we talked about ways to avoid toxic people, okay? We talked about boundaries, you know, setting effective boundaries and holding them because that's got to happen. We talked about avoiding drama because, you know, I don't like drama. Once, you know, once I have made my statement, once we have had a communication, once we have had um, a conversation about something, you got one or two more times to breach that boundary, and I'm out. You got one or two more times to bring me drama where we're not communicating, we're arguing, and I don't like to yell, and I'm out. And you need to be the same way. Drama is not fun. It is not um, a healthy thing. If people bring you drama... And I know some people, sometimes our loved ones bring us drama. When loved ones bring us drama, you have to effectively and lovingly say, hey, I love you with all my heart, but I'm not doing this. I'm not. And it's okay to say that. You have said the, the, the statement up front because a lot of our people are anxious. They need to understand that we still love them. I still love you. I can't mess with you like that, but I still love you. Okay, <laughs> so again, you set the boundary up front. Hey, I love you. 
what you're doing right now, I can't do this right now. And I walk away. All right. That is a wonderful way to kind of to, to enforce your boundary and still let them know that you love them. So another thing we talked about was identifying, identifying red flags. Like when you are dealing with people, you have to stop buying these, uh, stop bleaching these flags and saying they're pink. They're not. If they're yelling at somebody, they're going to eventually yell at you. If they are, um, I don't know, uh, if they are being cheap and petty, they're going to eventually be cheap and petty with you. So do not for a second believe that the representative is not going to leave. And we talked about the representative that shows up when you first meet somebody. It's the happy face, the good face you put on. That only lasts like two to three months if they're holding it. But the representative do not fall for that person. You want to continue to ask questions and, and make sure that you're knowing who the real person is. That's the real thing, okay? Loving and honoring yourself. Making sure that the relationship that you're in is something that you want to be in. If you know that this person is toxic, why are you still sitting there? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Why is it that we tend to try and stay in relationships and situations that are not productive, healthy for us, real talk, because it happens. It's not just men. It's not just women. It is all of us. All of us tend to stay in situations that are just not freaking healthy, family, with our friends, with our mates, with coworkers. Listen, you've got to be careful. So why do we stay? That's a real one. What keeps us in this rut where, you know, we know someone is bad? And the number one thing, of course, is going to be fear of loneliness. Nobody wants to be alone. And I, okay, uh, let me take that back. Our introverted people, they love to be alone. I'm an extrovert, obviously. Um, I do have introverted ways, though. So I have noted for myself that many people will tell you, and this is an old school philosophy, that a bad relationship is better than none. And that is a wholehearted fallacy. A wholehearted fallacy, my love. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. They are another reason why people tend to stay is because they're invested. They got a family. They got kids. They got a business. They got a house. And people are afraid because they don't want to leave because they don't they don't want their kids to suffer. Story time. Um, kids will eventually see who the problem is. Even if you leave, if you leave to gain your house, you continue to take to maintain your relationship with your children, and I don't mean buying and stuff. I mean spending wholehearted, good time, investing in them, making sure. Because our goal as parents is to make sure that they're healthy adults. So even if that means showing them how to handle conflict and you know walking away in a way that's mature. And if you do that, if you handle your walking away in a way that's mature, then your kids will eventually see who the problem is. You don't have to worry about that. We had a, a radio, a guy call into the radio show, and he was like, you know, I want to leave. She's, she's absolutely awful. She treats me like crap. And But I love my babies, and we understand that. But understand this. If you are unhappy in your relationship, your children see it. Your children see it. They see it. And and here's the kicker. They learn how to love from you. 
So if you're in this toxic relationship and you're absolutely um, being disrespected in front of them or you're being um, <clears throat> called out, talked about in front of them, they're going to allow, allow their mate, either allow their mate to talk crazy and, and disrespect them or to their mate, depending on what sex your child is and what sex you are. Because we learn how to love from the relationships that we see. So you are not doing your children any favors by staying with someone who is not for you. Now, I'm not, and I'm all obviously talking about situations that cannot be worked out. If your situation cannot be worked out, do not fear leaving because your kids will hate you. Your kids will undoubtedly get unhealthy relationship skills if they stay, if you stay. All right. So I'm going to take a quick break. And pay the man. Okay, so the one thing I love about the Bachelor News Radio Network is that they do this thing on Friday. It's kind of cool. All right, it's called the Feature Album Friday. All right? So what they do is they take one artist and they play like 30 minutes of their whole discography, okay? So this time we're going old school. We're going to Cameo. Oh, my God. So I wore my kidney ears. You see my kidney ears? I wore my kidney ears today on my collar because, you know, I love Cameo. I love the song Strange, and I love the song Candy. Okay, so those are my favorites. So if you see that, you know that I'm over here getting it in. Okay, so definitely you want to tune in for that. It's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central. So make sure that you tune in for that because it's going to be a party, I'm telling you. And, and, and listen, they came to Tulsa a couple of years ago. They're old and Still getting it in. Listen, still a whole party. It was a fantastic concert. So if you ever get a chance to see Cameo, make sure you do that. The other thing I want to remind you of is that they have Whisper Softly. Whisper Softly is a radio, kind of radio show that they do. Um, it's uh, Friday at 8 p.m. I'm sorry, Sunday to Friday, 8 p.m. to midnight, Eastern Standard Time, of course, which is going to be, you know, uh, 7 p.m. our time. Uh, Oklahoma time. Uh, so definitely you want to tune in. And it's more like their uh, quiet storm, like their place off, not a little mood music, that kind of sets. For me, like on Friday, that gets the Friday going so that I can just mellow out because Saturday is the only day of the week that I can sleep in. <sighs> so that gets that going for me. So make sure you tune, you check that out. All of these, both of these are going to be on the bachelornews.airtime.pro. Again, the bachelornews.airtimes.pro, and that's the B A C C H E L O R. Bachelor's still kind of different. So make sure you check it out. Make sure you have the proper spelling. I will plug it into the uh, group just so if you guys want to listen tonight, you can. It's supposed to be really fantastic, man. I've listened, I got, like I said, I listen on Friday nights. It's kind of cool. So make sure you check that out. Make sure that you participate. And I digress. Let's move back to what it is we're talking about because I've only gotten off of one page of my information and I was up all night making sure I had relevant information, the stuff that I wanted to talk about with you. Why here? Hmm. All right. So there's some of us that are helpers. I'm a helper. Like I see stuff and or I see people that are hurting and I want to help. I see people that need a hug and I'm, I'm always offering hugs. Hey, I, even in this COVID season, which I know I'm not supposed to, I will offer side hugs all day long. Hey, you need a side hug? I got plenty. All right? So those there, those of us that are helpers see that somebody's going to change if we love them enough. If we love them enough, they'll change, right? No. I'm sorry. Okay, so 
the reality of the situation is the only person that you can change is a toddler and you can change their diaper. That's it. Unless unless your man, your woman is a toddler and you need to change their diaper, that's the only thing you can change on a person that is not yourself. You can change yourself. You can make yourself better. You can uh, work more on your goals. Get yourself together so that you can be strong enough to walk away. The only person that you can change is you can't change anybody else. I love you, and I'm sending you love, and I know. But my man different. No, he's not. But this girl, I can help her. You can try. But she's not going to change until she wants. You can nag your girl all day. Or not nag. That's probably not the right word. But you can you can try and help your girl to lose weight. She's crying about losing weight. You could try to help her to lose weight, but until she's ready, she's going to sabotage herself. So take that into consideration. Anytime that you are trying to fix somebody, that has to be on their terms. They have to want to do it, and they have to perform the action. Look at yourself. You didn't change until you wanted to change, and that's a real, that's a reality, okay? Um, so listen, a lack of support, and this is a real thing, especially for those women or men who are, well, unfortunately, specifically women who are in domestic violence situations, toxic situations, and narcissistic situations. That's a lack of support. The church will tell you, old school church, because I'm hearing that more, a lot more new school churches are kind of backing up women if they need to leave. But old school churches would not support you. You stay with your husband. This is who you marry. This is who you married. This is who you're supposed to be with. This is who God intended for you to be with. So that being said, you will not get a lot of support from the church. You'll not lack of support from your friends and friends and your family. If your mom wants you to stay with this man, she's not going to open her house up to you and your kids. That kind of stuff. And that's the problem, especially for those of us who who are dependent. I was dependent. I was a housewife when I was with my husband. Okay. And no one, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rue on the uh, chat, I just saw the chat is down below. But Mr. Rue on the chat says no one likes to start over. And that's reality. That is a real statement, okay? No one likes to start over. And that's part of that, that feeling of I don't want to be alone. I get that. I get that wholeheartedly. And there's a guilt piece that goes with that, all right? Another reason why people say it's because they feel guilty. They chose him or they chose her or they moved her from one place to here, and now she's here, so I got to stay, right? No, you don't have to stay. You can help her get back. You don't have to stay, okay? Or, like, for me, for me, story time for me, my parents were married till death did they part, till death did they part, all right? So, and my dad told me that when he met my mom, God told him that was his soulmate. I mean, so I have this monumental, huge thing over my head that my relationship is supposed to be perfect because my parents' relationships were perfect. They're not. They're not going to be. Nothing is perfect. Their relationship wasn't even perfect. But I'm saying that to say, so I, and I move forward into my relationship, and it's not. It doesn't work out. So now it's like, but I'm, I'm the wife. I, we, we need to work this out. Because he, he cheated. I'm going to work this out. We're going to make this work. I'm going to stay, and we're going to fight. Listen, the only person that you owe anything to is yourself. If you are not happy, if 
and I do mean that this person is going out of their way to intentionally make you unhappy. Now, if you're not if you're not happy within yourself, that's a that's a different conversation. But if this person is coming out of their space to make you unhappy, then you need to shift and change and move. It is not your responsibility to take them with you, especially if they're making your life miserable. I moved my husband down here, and that was the thing that was for me. It's like I, I can't leave him. I brought him down here. I brought him to Tulsa. What am I supposed to do with this? You know, if they are making your life miserable, that's not your job. Your job is to take care of you. This life, this one life that you get is about happiness. Yes, you're going to work. Yes, there are going to be trials and tribulations, but this one life that you have is about making yourself happy. So one of the reasons why we get Okay, one of the reasons why we tend to say is because of our belief system, okay? Our belief system is based on what we saw, which is why I was telling you about your kids. They're going to mimic and mirror what they see. So your relation, your, your belief system about relationship is built on what you saw, what you saw your parents doing, your siblings doing, your friends doing, okay? If they're fighting, you believe that if you fight, it's a healthy relationship. If they're Loving each other. You believe that loving is part of a decent relationship. If they're abusing each other, guess what? A part of you, even though it doesn't feel good and you don't want to say that it's true, a part of you is staying for the abuse. I know. Mm-mm, I know. Don't come for me in the comments or, or, or in my inbox. I am sorry, but that is the truth. Vice versa. If you see your, your parents or your your siblings in, or in their relationships supporting each other. Our belief system is what kind of messes us up, okay? So what did you see? This is a time to reflect on what did I see growing up and what is it that I see that same in my relationship? What is the same thing that I see in this relationship? And that's where you go, that's what I need to see. Love should not be painful. Is it, is it a struggle sometimes? Yes. Yes, two people, friendships are struggles sometimes. Your parents are struggles sometimes. Any relationship, because people are messy. Any relationship, yeah, you're going to struggle sometimes. But it should not be painful. You should be able to talk, communicate, and be at a space where you can, okay, this is what it is. Let's, what you're doing is messing me up or what I did was wrong. I got to tell you, communication has got to happen. You've got to be willing to say, I messed up too. Um, but, yeah, that once you get to a space where you want to be mature in your relationship, that's when it will work. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to go through some, some, some drama, some, some crying, some pain, and that's not what we want. We want our relationship to be easy. It's supposed to be our source to help us get back into the world where we deal with the drama and the stress that we don't choose. It's supposed to be the place that we refill. Refill. Okay, so that's what I was talking about. If you are seeing patterns in your relationship that you see in your parents' relationship, reflect on that. Think about what is it that, that I've been shown and why is it that I need this type of whatever, Okay. And our past partners, they also mess us up because understand, in choose, trying to choose a mate for forever and trying to choose my soulmate, I went under the fallacy that he's not going anywhere, so I should say that this, this is my soulmate. He was not my soulmate. I made a temporary person 
a seasonary person, a lifetime choice, and I ended up suffering because of it. Okay? So our past partners are not necessarily, they're, they're actually kind of there to help us shape and mold what it is that we're really looking for in a relationship. If we know what it is that we're really looking for, then it's going to be easier the next time. A lot of people don't want to go through these bad relationships. Oh, nobody does, but those are lessons because something in your mental, your your the things that you're looking for is flawed. All of us, because our parents aren't perfect. So, therefore, the stuff that we're looking for is kind of skewed just a little bit, okay, just a little bit, all right? So we have to look at that. It's not just. I went through this drama because I picked wrong. Yeah, we picked wrong, but because there is a lesson for us. So I, I told there are no, there are no um, accidents. There are only lessons and blessings. The lessons hurt. And in our heart, some are paid for on our butt. Some are paid for in our wallet. Have you ever had one of those kind of lessons? So, yeah, there are only lessons and blessings. And how much it affects you depends on how fast you learn. You learn fast, won't affect you as much. You're struggling, straggling. It's probably going to tear you up, okay? Um, the mistreatment that we choose to stick around and stay for, um, you do not deserve. You do not deserve. Even if you messed up and you cheated in the last relationship, you deserve love. I'm here to tell you. Um I talk about my ex-husband a lot, um, but I wholeheartedly wish him love. I wholeheartedly wish him uh, success and joy in his next relationship because he also deserves love. Just not with me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. And I want you to understand, uh, and there was in my research a lot of people saying, don't say that you're damaged. I am going to go out on the limb and say, it's okay to say you're damaged. You've been kind of dragged. It's what you do next that matters. And, oh, my goodness, I've run out of time. And I got, like, three, four pages left, so obviously there will be a part two to this. We'll have to continue. Um, And I did want to address some other things. But I do want to leave you with an affirmation today, and it is everything attached to me went. That was from Confidence O'Neill. She said that to me, and I was just like, yeah. So thank you guys for choosing to hang out with me. Please reach out to me if you can on the social medias or www.thedjdime.com. And I will see you next Friday, 8.30 Central Standard Time, 9.30 Eastern. And have a blessed and wonderful day right here on the Bachelor's Radio Network. Sometimes we fall in-